Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, LA is no longer on fire, both figuratively and literally, so that, that's great. That's right, you were in danger of your life last time we recorded. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think it was actually when we recorded ABTD. But that's yeah, right. There was a massive fire that broke out uh, in regards to this last week, like on Friday in like a state park. And we're like, I was like, all right, yeah, it's a state park. I'm not worried about it. I looked on the map. I'm like, oh, that's like, that's like five miles up the street. Like, that's Holy right there. <laughs> shit. Yeah, that yeah. is, wow. Cl- too so, close to home. Yeah. Luckily, because it was in a park, it wasn't like, I think only three or four houses got destroyed, which suck, but it wasn't like the center of downtown and like wiped out half the city. Yeah. So, oh, man. But yeah, it was the largest fire in LA's history. That's terrifying. I'm glad you survived it. You should get a t-shirt. <laughs> I survived the great LA fire. Yeah. Um, but before that, like the two weeks before that, LA has also been over 100 degrees like for two weeks. Like, Good especially Lord. Especially where I am. So yeah, it was like, oh, we're all being baked alive. And then it, we literally were being baked alive. It's like, Holy oh. shit. I, yeah, that's literal hell. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I mean. Over here in Pennsylvania, things are starting to cool down. It's like, oh man, I'm getting sick because of the weather changing and shit. It's like, god damn it. Mm, yeah, god, I I still have like my weather app for back home, and I used to live in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and now I work in Westchester, LA, uh, California. Yeah, and it, it's weird. See- like I know it's a common name, but it's weird seeing like thirty degrees difference between the two places, and like it's raining all the time back home and never here. It's like, oh man, I miss it. it. Really, yeah, it is raining a lot. But uh, this is a video game podcast. Let's right. talk about some of the games we've been talking uh, or been playing. Yeah, <laughs> games we've been talking to. Uh, yep. You know, I just turned on my PlayStation and talk directly at it. Uh, what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, lately, let's see. Uh, me, Mark, and a few buddy bars had like a land party not too long ago. Which yeah. Doesn't work for me because I'm on the other side of the continent. Uh, but yeah. we played online. We had a ton of Left for Dead two mods, which. Once again, mods keep games relevant. Like, no way in hell we would be playing that game if it didn't have a bunch of mods. And sure. Left 4 Dead 2 has been so prevalent in that that you can get a skin of any character imaginable for any character in that game. And, like, there's audio mods. So when, like, a tank comes out, it yells John Cena and plays his intro music. And just, it's, if you aren't aware of it, which I believe everyone is, it's just so stupidly ridiculous and fun. Um. I played a bit of Nidhogg 2, got a, that with my buddy. It's also ridiculously stupid and fun, um, but, eh. Did it live up to your expectations? I knew you were pretty excited about playing that one when you brought it up. It it did, because it was only 20 bucks, and it's exactly what you think it's going to be. It performs very well, like, for what it is. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a fencing game, where it's just 1v1, essentially fencing. Um, and in the second one, you get different weapons, so you get, like, a broadsword, you get a knife... You get a bow and arrow, and the ultimate goal is to traverse three screens in your direction. So if your opponent goes three, two screens left, you have to go five screens right to come back. Um, and when you get to the final screen, you get eaten by the Nidhogg, and you sacrifice yourself, which is like a giant flying, flying dragon worm. Yeah. And it's exactly what it's supposed to be, and it's great. And I think the animation can look, or the style rather, can look gross in still pictures, and I think it works very well in motion. So if you have any hesitation about it and then you think it looks gross, watch a video of it. Watch it being played. 
and that might sway you over more than just seeing screenshots. Okay. Um, I bought Nier Automata the other night because it was on sale, and I'm weak, and I keep hearing stuff, and I want to play before it's spoiled for me. Yeah, me too. God damn it. I'm jealous of you now. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen to another gaming podcast, and everyone on that podcast has played it, and they're like, all right, we're going to start talking about spoilers. I'm like, no, 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 no. And like, so I haven't been able to listen to the last like two episodes. Oh, I hate when um, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't gotten to play it yet. Like, I bought it last night, and I just I haven't had time to play it yet. I hear it's a pretty long game, too, if I'm not mistaken. It's the thing is, the initial game, it, like a playthrough of it, might be like a handful of hours, maybe like six. I'm guessing, it's maybe oh, seven. That's I'm not right, sure. but there's like a wide variety of endings. Yeah, there's such a massive replay value to it. I think there's like 32 endings, and like what? one of the endings, one of the endings is starting the game and then dying immediately. Like that's a ending, and then if you start the game and then play through all the way, that's one ending. And it, it's not even just like an RPG, like. uh I don't know, Life is Strange or like Mass Effect where there's like, oh, you just choose a different ending at some point in the game. It's it's playing through the game multiple times unlocks more and more ending or more and more playthroughs that vary. So I heard people say like playthrough A, the first one, is pretty standard and what you expect. And then playthrough B is like pretty tough. And then playthrough C, the third one, is like fucking completely different than everything else in the game so far. So, like, it's not just the ending or the story that changes. It's, like, everything about it apparently changes. But, like I said, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, so I, I don't know what it really means by that. But I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, totally. That sounds wicked interesting, and I gotta get my hands on that game myself. I remember when we had Jeff Kanata on, I did a What's That Sound and used a sound clip from that game, and he was a little confused and didn't get it right away, and he was kicking <laughs> himself when I told him what it was. <laughs> I would have no idea what any of those sounds are. Like, robots? I don't know. Right? Androids on the moon? Yeah. Uh, I do know that, like an RPG, there's, like, levels and gear and stuff, and some people that have blown through it and don't really do side quests aren't at the right levels, and that can make the rest of the game really tough, because the bosses don't scale. They're, like, at set levels. Um, so you definitely want to go through and do side quests for anyone wanting to play it or thinking about playing it. Like, definitely explore. You'll also get more of the world building and backstory for stuff, but then you'll also... I, I think it's kind of hard to be over-leveled in that game, because there's only okay. so much you can do in one playthrough. So I would definitely recommend just going out and exploring, and it's, that's the problem. It's going to be time-consuming as shit. Like, it's probably going to be all I'm doing this weekend. But that makes sense, yeah. It's supposed to be really great. I think 2B, the main character of Rubin, is one of the most cosplayed characters, like, this year, at every convention imaginable. So, it's, it's really interesting, and I'm really looking forward to it, and getting my seeing my opinions about it like the fifth playthrough like in or like the 17th playthrough in like trying to get all the endings yeah i wonder if i should in the meantime just like buy a cheap version of the original near on like ps3 and just burn through that just to see if I'll, it'll matter i know i know you can just play this one without uh having played near because i haven't played near i know aj loves it yeah um but so it's kind of its own standalone story and then there's like Easter eggs apparently from Nier that if you've played both, you'll get, uh, you know, hints at and enjoyment from. That's cool. But it's definitely, it's a standalone thing, but it's like Nier where they've done interesting things. Like from a game standpoint, like a review, like apparently this game is like pretty decent. It's not perfect. There's only flaws in it. Uh, PC is known to have a lot of bugs and I'm hoping I don't have them, but it's kind of like an all or nothing where like, oh, you might have a few glitches and that's it. That's fine. Or it's completely unplayable. Oh, God. 
Yeah, no, I've yeah. heard that actually, and that's I am definitely going to get it for PS4 if I go if I do intend on getting it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely made for a console. Like even playing on a PC, I'm going to be using a controller for it. Speaking of AJ and consoles, I'm going to drop the news because he's probably never coming back to the show. He fucking, <laughs> dude, fucking, the thing, wow! <laughs> no, for real. He fucking he won an Xbox One X via Taco Bell. There's like a, I actually saw the guys from IGN uh, advertising like uh, with uh, Xbox people being like, yeah, if you go to Taco Bell, there's like a five dollar like crunch box or whatever, and you get like three different types of things. Like two of them have like the Dorito shell, and one's just like a regular burrito, and it's five dollars. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of the box is a code that you you text to them, and there's they said. There, on average, there's a person winning one of these uh, consoles every 10 minutes. And I was like, what the actual <laughs> fuck? So, like, and AJ actually won one. So, like, but that, that shows you how absolutely useless they are. They can't I, give them away. But dude, and the funny enough. thing is, they unboxed one on this video. I should almost link to it. And the guy, the guy was like, yeah, you're about to see the most powerful console on mm, the earth or something. No. And like, they keep like, <laughs> like, literally, they were like hyping it so hardcore, like all the teraflops in the world. Like, they're, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. To me, it's just another Xbox like Netflix machine. But like, yeah, now you got super high def 4K capabilities. Well, that's the thing. Like, Microsoft's been really pushing for game like exclusives, but not exclusives for the console. They're exclusives for Microsoft, which means they're doing it for PC, uh, Windows 10 on PC and Xbox One. Like, and they're trying to do cross platforming. Like, oh, you can play Rocket League between the two consoles, like with your friends and stuff. But all that has done is completely devalued the Xbox One entirely. Because it's like, why, if I have a computer already, why would I buy a whole console just to play this exclusive when I can already play it on PC? Because, like, yeah. like, 90% of the people on PC were forced to upgrade to 10, like, without their uh, permission. Yep. So, like, almost everyone's on Windows 10, and, you know, not all these games are super uh, uh, intensive, like uh, Witcher or something. So... There's nothing on Xbox right now. Like, I can't think of a single Xbox exclusive that would make me want to be like, yeah, let me go buy an Xbox One. Like, it just, they completely fucked over their own console. Yeah. And, you're, anyone you're right. I know, anyone I know with an Xbox One uses it solely for Netflix if that's not already on a different machine. Like, Mark, AJ's got it now, and even he said he's not really going to play it much. And you got it for free. like. Yeah, I know, right? And that's what I mean. Uh, I, I had a buddy, I went over to his apartment, and he had one, and I'm like, oh, checking it out. I'm like, this is really cool. The only thing I would ever do with it is play Halo, and I'm sure that would get old quick. And then, yeah, it's just like... But what Halo? Kind of like, There's that, no, he had like an anniversary edition where it was like the okay. first three games like kind of remastered or some something like that. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, it's pretty tight. Or no. It you get access to the remaster version, and if like you hold down like left trigger or something, it'll like the graphics Switch the change graphics. Yeah, to like, the yeah. old version, which is that that in and of itself, I was like, that's fucking cool as shit. But then again, I don't know, is that worth the entire system? Not really. No. And that's what I mean. I don't, I don't know. Forza, maybe. I, I never really got into that. Yeah. And like AJ said, oh, I feel bad, but he was like, now I got to get a 4K TV before they ship this thing to me because the the Xbox One X isn't even but- out yet. So it's going to be shipping he, in November or something. But he doesn't if he's not going to play it much. Like he even said, you know, he's got a few games on PC, but he's mostly a PS4 uh, gamer. So like if he's going to keep playing games on the PS4, he doesn't need to get a 4K TV. Yeah, well, and you know what this is like reminiscent of? It's like Friends of the Show and Network Friends, One Track Gamers. Corey and Amanda won a golden PS3 or PS4, actually, I think it was. The golden PS4 from Taco Bell. PS4. Also, so Taco Bell's just giving away, like, That's, premium yeah, fucking consoles left and right. 
if you want to win contest, it's Taco Bell. Well, in in this case, though, like look at AJ just being like, yeah, I'm going to keep the better version and give the other one to a friend. Like in with the golden PS4, I saw one of them literally sell on eBay for a thousand dollars because I guess they were <laughs> somewhat limited. And someone that was like oh, yeah. the fish that bit on that, like unbelievable price. I can't believe it. And yeah. So and I think Corey and Amanda said they just gave the golden one to their parents and they're like or or maybe or vice versa. And they, that way their parents could play PS4 also. Huh. Well, here's the thing. Was the guy selling it for a $1,000 or was someone buying it for a $1,000? Cuz on eBay people put up whatever they no. think is valuable for like a million dollars and it never sells. It did it had the sold tag on it. That's it and, did? It, and okay. the shipping the shipping was 50 bucks. So it was like expedited <laughs> shipping. I'm like, "Holy fuck, someone wow. did it." Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you really want it, like I I could understand the appeal of a PS4, but I wouldn't pay more than twice for it for being gold. Yeah, that that that's them being like, how much fucking Taco Bell do I have to buy? And they like <laughs> buy like thirteen grand in Taco Bell and never win. And they're like, fine, I'll just toss a grand and just get it. How much food poisoning do I have to ingest? <laughs> oh man, oh. but yeah, lucky AJ thought I'd bring that up. Um, you were yeah, talking about cool. video games. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's alright. Uh, only thing else I've been playing is Sonic Mania. I beat. Uh, you can play it as Sonic, Tails, Sonic and Tails, or Knuckles. Like you get all. Uh, I think it's up to Sonic Three like characters, nice. and I beat it. Beat it as Sonic and Tails uh, last night, and God damn it, that game is incredible, incredibly intuitive. Maybe not intuitive. Innovative is the word. Innovative. Yeah. It's very clever with some of the stuff they do. Like there's one level where you jump on a platform and a weight falls down and flips the platform over and sends you into the background of the level, and then you have to play in the background, do it again, and you jump back to the foreground. And it's just a ton of stuff that's very clever, and at some parts, too clever. Like, yeah. too clever for a game. What you just described reminds me of one of my favorite, like, 2D uh, platforming games, or side-scrolling platformer, uh, was uh, Rocket Knight Adventures. They did a lot of that yeah, kind of stuff. With, yeah. like There's, like, a waterfall going, and you could walk, like, go behind the waterfall, and you'd see, like, your shadow and still have to, like, move around and avoid, like, spikes and shit. And then come mm-hmm. jump back. Yeah, it was crazy. There's a whole boss like that. Oh my god, this snake boss. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, there's ten, plenty of stuff that's like very smart and well designed. And it's like, wow, that's really neat. And no way they could have done that on like a Sega Saturn or something. So it had to have been at least within the last 10 years that this game to exist. But there's some parts where it's too clever, where it's like, I, I appreciate what you did as a game, but it's very difficult. Like the little trick you're doing right now makes this game a lot harder than it needs to be. And a big issue I have is anytime you die at a boss, the checkpoint's right in front of the boss, and you get maybe three rings, and that's it. Oh, so God. anytime you die at the boss, you got those three rings, and that those got to last you the whole boss fight, where you have to figure out the little gimmicky mechanic for each boss, which can be very tricky at times. Like, I've had to look up a walkthrough, I think, twice. Yeah. Um, And the rings, they seem to just explode out of you like and then fly off screen immediately so i could have like 120 rings and if i get hit i might recover 10 of them because yeah. you're constantly moving platforms are constantly moving there's enemies you gotta do all this and it's just so much is going on that and the rings don't seem to bounce off the screen like old sonic games seem to have the invisible wall where the all the rings would be contained within the screen and just keep bouncing around until they fade away yeah this one seems like they don't have the invisible walls. Oh, so when fuck that. That's the rings fly off and a handful of them will bounce back into you, but that's it. The rest are just gone forever. That's rough. 
Yeah, so it's pretty unforgiving. Like, I maybe had five lives at any given time. Like, the most lives that I've had at any given time is five. And I would burn through those in one level, like, easily. So it's it's tough at times. And I think some of the game mechanics were too clever for the game design. Where it's it's harder than it needs to be because it's really showing off different things. But, like I said, it's very clever. It's It's very impressive. Like, stuff that makes you just go, like, Fuck! Why haven't they done this like years ago? Um, and I absolutely love it, but that's probably one of the big gripes I have of it, where it's like real tough, and I don't think it needs to be. Yeah. So, do you choose which character you get to play as, or is like, uh, like, is there a certain percentage of which character you played more, or is it more or less like certain levels are for certain characters? It's like uh, Sonic and Knuckles. If you've ever played that on, uh, I think it was on Sega Saturn. I had it for the Sega Saturn, but I think it was on Genesis as well. Okay. Where it would be Sonic and Tails, like Sonic 2, and then you would smash another cartridge on top of that with Knuckles, and it would okay. be a Game Shark. And you can choose, when you start the game, either just Sonic, or you can choose as just Tails, or just Knuckles, or Sonic and uh, Tails, for like each, essentially, profile of a game. So it would be a new profile each time you wanted to play a new character. There's no switching. Okay. Yeah. And the only difference with Sonic and Tails is anything you do, Tails does as well. So if I was trying to jump and hit an enemy and I whiffed it as Sonic, Tails would be like a second or two behind me and he would get it because he would just copy me. Nice. So, so that would actually be pretty helpful at times, using him to like, tricking him to go up to a second platform that you couldn't reach initially, and then he would get rings up there and stuff for you off screen. <laughs> so it, it can be pretty helpful. That's pretty but neat. I, there's like game modes and uh, time modes and competition modes and all this stuff, and I'm having a hard enough time as it is. Like, there's the special bonus stages where you have to catch the Chaos Emerald. And in this one, it's 3D, and instead of just running in a half-pipe, you run around a little map collecting rings for time and little orbs for speed. And if you get enough speed, you can catch up to the Emerald that's, like, being stolen by a UFO. And they are so hard. I only got two of them. Like, I couldn't get past the third one. And it's so much harder in this one than ever before. So, I know some people are out there doing, like, the 100% completionist runs and stuff. God bless you. Like, that that takes a lot of effort. Or maybe I'm just terrible at this game. Like, maybe I'm just much worse at Sonic than I remember, which is entirely possible. So, <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. I I'm, don't regret pre-ordering at all. It's still great. It's still fantastic. If you like Sonic at all, I definitely recommend it. for It's on, like, all the platforms now. But it just, it can be pretty tough at times where after I beat a level or two, I just say, all right, I'm done for tonight. I, I you know, set it down, come back tomorrow. Yeah, that's how the first Crash Bandicoot was in the Insane Trilogy, because it was like, god mm-hmm. damn, that was tough sometimes. Yeah, it's it's brutal, but it's still super polished. Uh, another complaint I would have is, if you just keep running the momentum, like, there's so many different branching paths for everything in a map, where you can just go this way or that way, this way. And I don't know if there's different endings, like, if there's three different ways a level can end, or if it's only one and they all loop back into one. But for me, who wants to kind of explore everything and at least see everything, if not get everything, yeah, uh, it's tough to do that because it's like once you go down that path, that path's done. It like a door shuts and you're gone. And it's like, well, now I don't know what happened on the other two paths. It's like, well, you got to play through it again. It's like, ah, so yeah, that that's kind of annoying for me if you like exploring the whole level. Like, I don't want to get a hundred percent, but I do enjoy seeing what, everything else that is there. Definitely. So, uh, still great though. Still fantastic game. Yeah, I would definitely be interested in owning that myself, so I'll have to look into that. But too many games, God. I, too like, many games. There's, like, g- 
games that I need to revisit because like so much DLC has come out that I've been preoccupied with other games like Final Fantasy 15 has DLC fucking mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn uh I never finished Prey Ukulele uh god I got so much work to do I, there was um a Witcher there's some sort of event I think somewhere in Europe like a panel or a convention or something and Witcher had like a 10 year anniversary sort of panel showcase like highlighting stuff and it's like thanks for supporting us and stuff and someone did like a joke tweet of like new Witcher DLC like sausage and wine or something as a joke <laughs> i immediately slammed on my desk and like fuck yes like so pumped not even questioning if it was a That's joke or fucking not hilarious. Like, <laughs> clearly a joke but i was just like immediately so excited to get more witcher and oh, i'm just man. like if they do another dlc i am instantly in like i god i want to go back to the game but i know i'm gonna be lost for another 150 sausage hours and wine that's a great title for it that but, yeah, because the other ones were like Heart and Stone and stuff, and it's like, but Witcher, you're boning a lot. You're boning a lot of people and creatures, so it could very easily be yeah. Sausage and Wine. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I know. Well, if it makes you feel better, at least one game that you don't have to worry about DLC coming out for is uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> oh, like, that's true. Shut that down. Oh, wow. That's depressing, kind of, because, I don't know. Uh, I think I overheard some podcast or somebody uh, speculate that it's because they pulled their resources towards that other game, Anthem. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some Mass Effect influences there, but it, it seems like it's their uh, Destiny competitor. It yeah. Seems like they're trying to take that on, which, I mean, good luck. Yeah. Nothing nothing I've seen of Anthem. It was all pre-rendered cuts, like pre-rendered game footage, which means it was like scripted, essentially. They're, the people weren't actually playing it on stage. It was yeah. an already made video, and there's no way they were going to influence it. So I don't trust that still. Like that might as well just been a cutscene for me. Definitely. And I mean, Dynasty or D- Dynasty, uh, Destiny Two is coming out, and it's huge. Like people were really excited for it. I played the oh. alpha or beta for it. It was it was neat. It wasn't necessarily my thing, but I I could see why people like it. Yeah, no, it seems like the fans of that franchise are saying it's everything they wanted it to be. So that's mm-hmm. very exciting. Yeah, I think for a game like that that had such a bad launch and it came back with DLC and like recovered so miraculously and people just were really dedicated to it. It 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 seems like they have the fan support no matter what they do. And the fact that it is good just means the fans are going to love it more and just build with it more. And it might actually rival Halo. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's very p- plausible. Mm-hmm. For me, though, I I heard the appeal of it is like it's a shooter, but it's also like an MMO with gear and loot and stuff. And it's like I like that in Borderlands. I really enjoyed Borderlands because it was just dumb and over the top, but stylish and cel shaded. And yeah. that had a thousand billion trillion guns. Like that's how they advertised it. So I was I, I enjoyed that world more, and that had a loot system that I liked. Uh, I don't think destiny is really going to win me over unless i had like a core group of people to play it with all the time yeah i hear that yeah but it's still good still looks great so absolutely oh mass effect uh, the dlc the uh, apparently the worst thing about that is the apparently the main storyline of mass effect andromeda was supposed to wrap up in the dlc that's said, right like, oh, oh we're gonna we're gonna put it on hold here for the story wise and then the dlc is gonna come up and we're gonna finish this all up and then bioware's just like no nah, we're not doing that fuck you yeah, Story's but you over. know what they're going to do, though? I heard they're going to uh, release that as a graphic novel <laughs> or a comic or something. They, yeah, that's those, literally what they're uh, going to do. The Mass Effect graphic novels suck. Yeah. At least, so, I mean, I don't know, maybe people enjoyed them, but I didn't. I thought it was much worse. 
that's just one of the biggest bummers going from like, yeah, a p- potential DLC, but instead we're giving you guys some comics. I mean, I like reading comics, don't get me wrong, but that is just like not what you It's expect. not the same. Yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this game is great. But then if you boiled it down to like a novel or like a graphic novel with pictures and all that, you realize like, oh, wait, the story actually sucks. Like it sucks a lot. Yeah. And it's just being being in it and having that um, feeling that you were involved in it. Like that's what made it better, and that's what made you care about those characters is thinking that they were you could relate to them and impact them in some way. But when it's just being told to you, it's like, oh no, this is this is awful. Yeah, ah, uh, you're making me like shudder and like whisper to myself like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be good, man. It's not gonna be good. I'm so worried. Oh god. Go back um, and play Kingdom Hearts 1. It sucks. No, it's I not a fun it. game. I, no, then it's definitely nostalgia goggles for me, but like that's what I mean. I could play any Kingdom Hearts game and still be like, that was amazing. It just doesn't even play well. Like, regardless of the story and like the tie-in with Disney characters and stuff, just mechanically wise, Kingdom Hearts 1 is really tough to get through. It's a real struggle. Yeah, it's pretty repetitive and uh yeah, a, a long haul. But mm-hmm. About games I've been playing, uh, I did get back into Lawbreakers going hard with that. They actually had an update roll through, and now they have a tutorial section. It's almost as oh. if they heard our podcast. Um, no, it's well, definitely I mean, not every- us. I think everyone yeah. in the world was fucking complaining <laughs> about that shit. But yeah, so I, I went in there just to investigate a little. They have now the option to play in a sandbox. You can explore the different roles, game modes, maps, and extras. So there's like little videos that explain the different roles and stuff for each character and it's 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 helpful i mean it's just basically like i think yeah it literally links you to like a youtube video uh in the uh, game so i'm like eh, I, that's kind of weird uh, yeah. yeah i don't like that i wasn't a fan of that but uh that's how they do it um and i don't know it, it's kind of helpful if you were unfamiliar about a particular character that you're fumbling around with because there was never any explanation before this so it's nice that they actually heard their fans and like there was like on the front page of the game, like there's like a little news section that you can go to and they constantly seem to be like hearing out the audience and trying to please them. So that's that's encouraging. But then again, the, the we mentioned how the audience is like kind of fluctuating in a and going south. So hopefully they can maintain a decent following. I'm still going to keep playing. I like it's like the only shooter I even own or play. So it's good for me to just get into an FPS and just fuck around or mm-hmm. yeah, it is. Wait, no, is it FPS? Yes, absolutely. I was like, wait a minute. I'm yeah. like thinking of as my character dies himself. It's third. Person, <laughs> no. So yeah, lawbreakers is cool, but no, the most like exciting game that I played recently and I wish Mark was here to talk about it. But then again, I don't even think he got around to playing it just yet. Is Dark like, Club? no, <laughs> oh. life is strange before the storm. Um, oh, yeah. That's the thing. I was, I was really going into it with like that, that kind of vibe. I'm thinking, am I going to like this? I'm not really sure. There's not, not going to be any time travel. Like, what the hell is this going to be about? And I played the first episode and I got to tell you, like, it is the exact experience that you want as a Life is Strange fan. Like, you're going to walk away from that being very happy. And it was really intriguing and, uh, well done narrative with all sorts of really cool options to explore. But, uh, specifically Wait, what chloe's the main character right yes 
then that's not the game I want to play as a life exchange. No, that's what I mean. And that's the thing. Okay. I'm okay. No, you're absolutely not wrong. Yeah. So that is most likely my main complaint with this game is like, okay, in the original Life is Strange, Chloe obviously is a punk and like hard to deal with and she can be bitchy and like my girlfriend obviously hated her guts and was like <laughs> laughing when she died. And even today we're talking about this new game and she was like, I liked Chloe when she was Oh wait, I can't say this because it'll spoil things. But I think you'll know what I mean, Brent. But uh, I mean, you just said it. Yeah, I didn't. When Chloe say it. dies. Oh yeah. Well, no. There's another option, another alternative. Chloe dies yeah. a lot. Like yeah. she dies like five times throughout that game. Yeah, but anyway, the thing about this game that I dislike the most is it's Chloe when she's 16. So like, take take the angst knob and turn it up to like 12 because like yeah. it's unbelievable. Like she's such a total bitch and like. That's the thing. You get a few options with the dialogue. So, like, you're talking to your mom. It's like, do you want to say what's on your mind or, like, actually hear her out and be like, look, your mom's trying and, like, you're failing out of this school that they're barely able to pay you through and, like, your dad just died and she's dating someone else. Like, there's all these emotions going into it. So, like, I understand her being angsty, but, like, I also always choose the option to be a little nice and like understanding and, like, <laughs> that's what i mean and then there's so, david the goddamn stepdad like the 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 boyfriend actually he's not a stepdad at this point but yeah he, he's uh like has to give you a ride to school and like he offers a fist bump and like you have the choice oh, to leave him i hanging. saw a video of that oh, it's so God. uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable because like i think <laughs> real chloe would just leave him hanging and then me chloe is like fist bump him man like just be a normal human being for fuck's sake <laughs> And like, okay, and then another cool aspect of the game is that there is like these different graffiti points that you can find, and each one of them mm-hmm. unlocks a trophy, uh, despite whether you're on PS4 and or an achievement on Xbox it, and whatever it's like it is the for Steam. Photographs of the first one. Exactly. And yeah. it's kind of shitty though, because it's also just shows how much of an asshole Chloe is in her younger years. She just like literally sh- sharpieing like all sorts of profanities, but not even just profanities, like Sometimes it's art. Sometimes it's just like weird phrases. Like you get to choose between two options each time. And no matter what option you pick, you unlock the trophy. But it's, it's cool that you can go through and try to find those. But especially if you play through the entire episode and miss a few, there's a collector's mode where you can play the individual scenes and go back to try to get the graffiti point that you missed. And it won't affect your actual decisions moving forward in the episodes. Or you could uh, choose to restart the episode from scratch and like make all new decisions. So it's pretty cool. Just I miss Life is Strange. Like I love that game so much. <laughs> so like playing it again and like uh, reviewing my options and how that compared to the other ratio of players. Like oh, mm-hmm. did you help Nathan in this situation? Yes or no? And all that kind of shit. That was so cool. Like and the best thing about this episode was a D and D game. Uh, two players. I'm struggling to remember their names. I think it was Steph and Mikey. And you sit down with them. Well, you have the option. You can obviously just walk away and be like, no thanks, nerds. Or you can decide to play D&D. And it's just really cool, like, the different options you get to do. I don't want to ruin anything. It's definitely the best thing about Episode 1. So by all means, mm-hmm. if you play it, go ham on the D&D. Like, the boss is great. There's, like, it's crazy different outcomes. I played it twice now just to see, like, because the first time I screwed up. And I'm like, oh, what's going to happen if I do it right next time? So... Lots of fun. Uh, really, really enjoying Life is Strange. Oh, another major complaint, though, is another major character in this game is Rachel Amber, which we all know her fate. She's yeah, dead in the dirt. I still don't get the fucking obsession in that 
town. Not even Bread. like a few people. The town has with her. Bread. This game takes that to a whole nother level. Literally, that obsession that you were so uh, like uh, concerned Annoyed. about in the first yeah. game. It's like I like amplify that by like a hundred. Like everyone in this it's game, so everyone creepy. knows. Rachel Amber, like all of social, if you like ever get access to a computer and can read what's on, they're all talking about Rachel Amber. Um, you meet her for the first time and like she likes, I don't want to say saves her life, but like it, it's in a situation where it's like, she, like Chloe looks at it as like, wow, thanks. If you weren't there, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. You would have gotten into a fight. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's just, I, I'm not ruining anything by saying this, but at one point you guys are on a train together. And mm-hmm. uh, Chloe says to herself, like, in her mind, she's like, I'm on a freaking train with Rachel freaking Amber. And I'm like, <sighs> what? I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, who, who the is fuck this is this lady? <laughs> it is so ridiculous. And why? It, I don't know. And it's and also there's so much, like, tension. Like, it's very interesting how, like, at any point, like, it's obviously, like, those two characters, like, seem are seemingly to, like, fall in love with one another i'm not i don't think that's ruining anything but the thing is like that's what life is strange is all about with max too so it's like chloe do you just love any girl that walks into your life i'm just kidding but i don't know it's well i mean it's not uh, that's not wrong like there's definitely codependent relationships where one person is much more reliant on the other person true that's where some people are called like serial monogamist where they like they can't be by themselves they have to be dating someone even if they hate that person they have to be in a relationship, and I've known people like that. So yeah. it could definitely be something like that. And maybe she's more lenient towards like girls. Like maybe she uh, is more attracted to girls, or feels like she could be in a relationship more so than men, or something. Because so, it is confirmed that she is bi in at least the first game. Yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah, also you have the option to flirt and stuff or not. So it's really whatever your play style is. Yeah. Also, if you haven't played the first Life of Stranger, worry about spoilers. Like. You probably should have stopped listening a hundred episodes ago, because we still talk about it, so. Yeah, it's just one of the best games I've played ever, and, like, this, I was very hesitant going into this being like, am I even gonna enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Life is Strange? So far, so good, but the problem is, it's just like, when I was watching Breaking Bad as it was coming out, you had to wait till next week, and it was like, daggers in the heart, as soon as it ended, you're like, the crazy cliffhanger, like, that's how this episode ends. And I'm like, fuck, when's episode two coming out? And this is only going to be a three episode thing. So it's going to be a neat little fling to get me back in the life is strange mode. The soundtrack is fucking amazing. I'm like loving mm-hmm. like, and that's the thing I've talked about that website. I am eight bit, like pressing lots of video game soundtracks to vinyl. Like if they do this on vinyl, like I am definitely getting that. Cause I would spin that all day. It's just very mellow stuff. Like kind of shoegazy indie shit like really just good tunes so i'm a big fan so that's something i've been playing well to go back to your breaking bad comparison uh instead of like watching breaking bad week to week this is like better call saul where you're getting the prequel to a character you know their ultimate fate like you know what's going to ultimately happen to chloe and rachel and kind of frank um but you're watching like the prequel to it but i enjoy better call saul (laughs) like i i wouldn't enjoy this because i definitely I liked Life is Strange, but I didn't like it nearly as much as you or Mark or anyone else we know who played it. I, I, I think it was a well-made game, but I, I'm i not as fanatical about it as most people, it seems. Yeah. And it just... I don't know. It Especially with the voice actors being all different, because the voice actor strike is still going on. 
And I feel bad for Ashley Burke not being able to continue as Chloe. That is her first serious role, like really emotional role. Yeah, that's bullshit. And the whoever filled in for her, I must say, did a pretty good job because like I don't I haven't played it as recently, so I might notice a difference if I played them back to back. But like to me, it sounds like what I would expect. Maybe even a little younger Chloe, like 16 ish. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, it kind of makes sense with her being younger. You can kind of get a hint of that. I saw I watched a demo playthrough of it. And it definitely, she, whoever they got to cast her is really good at like mimicking Ashley Burke, but there are certain words or phrases or sentences where it just really, at least for me, struck out. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Why does she sound completely different now? Um, so it's just like, I guess sort of an accent like slipped out or the way she emphasized a word really heightened the difference of her voice. Um, but they, they do well for the most part. I think even David's different. He seemed, yeah, he sounded different to me in the few scenes I saw with him. But it just, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of the characters it's portraying. Chloe's great as a side character because you don't have to deal with her shit all the time. But when you're playing as her, you do. So it's just like, ah, I don't care. And it just feels like Twin Peaks where everyone is obsessed with Laura Palmer. And then she gets murdered and it's like, what happened to Laura Palmer? And it's the same with uh, Rachel Amber. She's like, why is everyone so hot and heavy for rachel amper it's so uncomfortable and weird well i feel like she's just flirting with everyone and like and like her personality is so strange she's just like i gotta get out of this town and it's like all right see ya (laughs) but it's just like who cares like and i understand like the boys and maybe even some of the girls at that age were just like ah she's so popular and pretty but like even the adults were just like rachel amper you're just hanging out with my daughter my god like it's It's pretty why it it just definitely seems like the life is strange b team because you know yes. the main team is working on it, they still haven't even confirmed whether or not it's a sequel to that story it's just another life is strange like by that team so we don't even know if it's like a sequel I, or maybe they did confirm that it was a sequel to uh, max's story so oh yeah but, i think it might be i i forget what they said about that yeah it's definitely not the a team which is you know it kind of shows at least from what i've seen yeah so it's exciting, though. I'm super excited for episode two. We'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Most likely, we'll have a spoiler cast eventually down the road. Uh, I won't be there. Mark. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, and then the last game that I've really been diving into is, and I only just started th- right before we started recording, is mm-hmm. a game called Last Day of June. And we yeah. were sent some codes from the developers for me. I'm playing on PS4, and then our co-hosts are all going to p- check it out on Steam. So... We will be talking about this game in depth on the next episode or whenever we all get around to playing it. But Mm -hmm. I did get to jump in a little bit and it is fantastic. I'm really excited. But the, my only concern is I'm going to be sobbing by the end of this game. Oh yeah. It it seems like one of these really like heavy hitting heart, like emotional games and like, like life is strange. That's, you have to be in the right mood because like you have to be in the mood to watch a teenage kid like bitch at their parents. I'm like, okay, this is too real. Like what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Uh, but like this is more or less a super stylized looking um adventure like narrative driven game but there is no i don't want to say dialogue but like it's like they're like murmuring it to each yeah, other but in, in a, a weird like le- inflection it's, like it's like the sims language like when you're playing the sims yes where they're okay. just like making they're making noises but it's not something we can understand yeah it's like the charlie brown teacher but not that bad um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so they're just wah, like, wah, 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 wah. yeah, they express their emotions really well. Like the animation and like seeing these characters. Okay. And the only thing that I have to say so far that, that might like uh, be off putting to some people is the design of these characters. They don't have eyes, but like it's kind of cute yeah. and endearing. But it's also kind of like reminiscent of Coraline and creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wait. it's like, it's interesting. It's cute meets creepy. Yeah. I've seen a few videos of it. I haven't gotten to play it yet. But yeah, there's that's what really stuck out to me, where it's like, oh, these characters can be kind of cute when the lighting's right and they're like looking right at you. But then if the lighting is different, they have the brows, like their eyes, their eye sockets have depth to it, so it's not just completely yes. flat. So their brow will make a shadow over the socket, and if the lighting's wrong, it's kind of like, oh wow, that's uh, kind of unsettling actually. And there's a moment like that where the main character's sleeping, his glasses are off, and his he's like his head is bobbing back and forth, and the, the shadow on his eye is very bizarre. It's just because yeah. of what you're describing. But it's also that's how they portray like it's like how else are you going to portray this guy sleeping? He doesn't have fucking eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. The, overall, the animation's incredible, and the, it's graphically yeah. a really different style. Like I'm not sure how I want to put it. Like almost like. It's like polygon minimalist, where yes. it's, it's very low poly, but it was done intentional so they can stylize it. So everything's not like, it's not completely round. Like any sphere kind of has some sharp angles to it and stuff. Like it's it's meant to be low res. Absolutely. And they also have the ability to change like the depth of field. So like the outside is like blurry and like other things are in focus and stuff. Like it's really unique. Um, I'm excited, mm-hmm. but it is basically like from what i've been told like a game about like all the aspects of love and loss and like yeah <laughs> you're you're an old guy no i don't want to say old guy just like a regular guy and he's, his and his and his lover mm-hmm. he's bald though so it's it's hard to gauge age like yeah hair, graying hair is usually the clearest indicator definitely um, so but if, if if you enjoyed the first 10 minutes of up and you wanted to play it as a video game oh my god you're absolutely <laughs> that's right your game. That's what I, as, as I was playing this uh, briefly, my girlfriend's like, oh, this is going to be up all over again, isn't it? I'm like, <laughs> I, know, I know, we're going to be crying. I think I might be the single person on the planet that didn't cry at the beginning, like for a few minutes off. Oh, like, yeah, I, might... I realized it was sad, but I didn't, it didn't really hit me. As oh, hard no, as I think else. I at least got watery eyed at the very least. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I, I've tried it stuff before, but it's, that just didn't get me for some reason. Uh, yeah, I've cried at stupid stuff before too. Um, but we're not going there. Uh, the music though is by <laughs> Steven Wilson. I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but I, it was really touching and sounded really good so far. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Very interesting game. And I'm going to play that to, in its entirety and hopefully talk about it with the rest of this crew. So we'll be keeping you guys posted on that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Um, that kind of wraps it up for the games. Do we want to dive into any kind of just news, general nerdy news? Uh, sure, we can drop into stuff real quick. Rockstar has announced that they're doing remaking L.A. Noir for all the current-gen consoles, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, uh, and VR, which is surprising. But, I don't know, that game didn't run too well in the last-gen consoles, so I don't... I can't imagine it's going to run much better on the next gen. I mean, it was a fun game. I enjoyed it, and graphically, it looked nice, but it it was very stiff. It it felt like I was like locked into the ground everywhere I went, and it I don't know. I, I can't yeah. imagine anyone's. I, I I imagine some people are excited to play. Like, oh, that'd be cool, but I don't think anyone's like, oh fuck yeah, La Noire rematch. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's pumped for it. So I just it's interesting that they're doing this, but then again. 
Take Two, the parent company to Rockstar, ruined Grand Theft Auto V by shutting down the mod uh, tool and the modding scene for that. So maybe this is all they got right now. Like maybe they don't have anything else to work with. But I don't know. It might be my first attempt at LA Noir because I I never did give it a chance and yet. So maybe on the new generation, who knows? I enjoyed it. It's motion cap with the faces, so all everyone that's played in the game is by an actor, and they use that actor's face. So like John Noble, who's a the crazy king in like the three tower or two towers, who tries to burn uh, Boromir's brother. Yeah, uh, he he's in it. He like and it's his face. Greg Runberg from Heroes and a bunch of other shit. He's in it. Um, hopefully they fixed. I remember one glitch where when you're interrogating a guy, no matter what you picked, it chose the wrong answer, and then he breaks out into like a chase. And you have to chase him down. That was really annoying. So hopefully they fix that. Um, but it was a fun game. It's real slow. Like anyone expecting it to be like Grand Theft Auto in the forties, like it's not. It's real slow and like pretty self-contained. It's it's an investigation game with an occasional chase fight shootout but it's mostly investigating crime scenes and stuff that makes sense it's fun but i i can't like i said i can't imagine anyone super excited for it yeah that's what i mean i'll wait till it goes on sale i, I can't imagine them dropping it and being like yeah it's a solid 60 bucks maybe for I, vr no but, oh yeah maybe for vr but yeah but even vr i don't i think it's not gonna work well in vr yeah I think it's gonna be pretty janky that's kind of interesting choice by them hmm. mm-hmm. uh um, speaking well, of interesting choices hold on uh, Sharp is ready to sell 8K TVs now. Uh, speaking of AJ not ready or not having a 4K, like what the fuck is the point of that? Like I don't think 8K content uh, exists. Samsung LG is now selling uh 360K uh, TVs. Uh, it yeah. just burns right <laughs> to your retinas. Oh man! Like what does it matter? You can't see it anyway. Like I I'm pretty much blind in one eye. I don't give a fuck. For twenty triple X no scope K TVs. Yeah, really. It's <laughs> it's just at this point they're just hyping it up to anyone who doesn't actually understand the technology. So they're like, oh, it's it's AK. That must mean it's better than four K, and they buy it and take their money. But it's really not that much better, or at least you can't perceive it to be any better. So it's just them portraying on people who are technologically illiterate. It's uh, they're just jerks. I just pray we never figure out smell o vision. Who God, I hope not. I watch a lot of fucked up shows like Hannibal that there's some scenes in that that would smell delicious and then other scenes that would smell repulsive. Oh, God. God, I love Hannibal. Yeah. When's, the, when's that coming to Netflix? <laughs> True. Um, um, but what else is going oh, on? It's not super news related, but relevant to Netflix. Uh, if you like all the stuff on Marvel on Netflix, uh, watch it now because Marvel's leaving Netflix and taking all of their properties with them. Ooh. And I feel like a lot of platforms are going to be trying to do this. I know DC's trying to work on their own platform. Um, that's what Young Justice Season 3 is going to premiere on. So I feel like a lot of other things, Disney, I heard rumors of, are going to try and take away their stuff and do their own sort of streaming service. So I, I don't think Netflix is in any danger of disappearing, but I think their library is going to get a lot smaller. Um, that's a else? bummer. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, South Park, the fractured butthole, the next <laughs> game. Uh, they introduce a neat little difficulty mechanic where when you're making your character, depending on what color skin you choose, makes the game harder. Uh, not difficulty, like not combat wise, but depending on what skin color you pick will change how certain people interact with you and how much money you'll make from like battles and stuff. 
God, that's so ridiculous. They would go there. I feel like oh, yeah. they can go anywhere they want. Like racism, it's, like they'll just call out Kim Jong Il back then and like fucking oh, yeah. oh god. It's kind of like a thing where people have tried to sue South Park or to like yell at Comedy Central to take them off the air. And what basically boils down to like even though your court of law is it's fucking South Park, man. Yeah, like, exactly. At the end of the day, we can't stop what the them, fuck. Man. It's a it's just a joke. Everyone calm yeah. down. It's paper mache kids like farting on each other, like, and <laughs> they're pretty much like at the end of the way. day, it's yeah, yeah it, it's at the end of the day, just don't watch it. It's like, but it's ruin, it's invading my children's like mind or something. It's like, then don't let them watch it. It's like, but I can't stop. It. It's like, then don't have cable. Like, it's there's plenty of ways to not be involved with the South Park, and yep. it's it's funny, it's funny how accepted it is in so many different like fields. Where it's just like, ah, let them do whatever. Like, no one can stop them. Oh, totally. My girlfriend's, like, a massive South Park fan. And she was telling me, like, uh, in since the new season's coming, they're just, like, nonstop playing all the older episodes on Comedy Central for, like, a week or something crazy. Oh, yeah. They do, like, a ton of marathons. And the guys, uh, Madison, uh, Troy Parker, I, I'm probably getting the name mixed up. Uh, th- that's um, right. Yeah. They got the, like, streaming rights to it back when streaming wasn't that popular. And Comedy Central was like, sure, whatever, you'll never use this. And, like, <laughs> all those episodes are on their website for free. I think, like, southparkstudios.com or something. So nice. it's great to just rewatch so much of it. And last thing, the Shadow of War, the sequel to Shadow of Mordor, that mediocre game that's getting a hot steaming pile of garbage sequel. Um, there's so much shit going wrong with it. They tried to, uh, try to, uh, bring some good news to it by saying like one of the developers died while making it oh and, god uh some they're gonna have dlc for shadow of war and the money to it is gonna go to his family but i was hesitant of that because other games have had people working on the game die while making it and they haven't done anything like this so why would warner brothers who's a notoriously horrific game publisher warner brothers does a lot of good stuff they got dc they do young justice i love it but as a game publisher, they are one of the worst by far. Yeah. Uh, go back to what, two episodes ago when yeah. I was ranting on Arkham Knight? That's that right. That was Warner Brothers. Um, so it, I was immediately suspicious of this because I doubt everything and I assume everyone's in it for money. And that might be the case with this. I, there's an article floating around saying, you know, fans deserve to know where their money is really going with this tribute payment system with the DLC. Uh, I didn't get to read it yet, so I don't want to claim anything quite yet. But maybe maybe that money's not going right to the family. Maybe it's going to a charity under the family's name or something. So don't buy this solely for the DLC to support that guy's family. Yeah, wait, I'm going to jump to conclusions. If they're just pocketing that shit and using that as a way to funnel money towards them, that's a super dark dick move. I mean, holy fuck. I hope that's not a tactic of theirs. Well, the problem is charities have, it's just so susceptible to scam artists and, uh, liars and con artists and stuff. And it's just so easy to take people's money when they're trying to do it for a good cause. And charities don't, I, I think they don't even have to file tax. They get some weird tax loophole and stuff so people can just pocket that money. So for instance, the Susan G. Komen Foundation are horrifically terrible with their money. They are notoriously as one of the worst charities on the planet where they raise money for cancer, breast cancer research. But, like, 80% of that goes to the CEO's paychecks and, like, the board members and stuff. And then, like, maybe 10% of it actually goes to the research. And it's not... They're not trying to find a cure because then they won't have any more money. They're just doing research. 
but the research is kind of unidentified. Like they don't really have a specific, you know, way of telling you like, oh yeah, that's research. Like we're, you know, we're working hard on it, you know, wink, nudge, nudge. So it's charities are really bad with this. Like you really have to do some research into any charity you want to give money to because it can easily be a scam and people are just pocketing money and taking advantage of people's goodwill. So it's uh, be, be careful with shadow of war. Not only because I think it's going to be a bad game with all the loot crates and pay to win and all this other terrible stuff coming out about it, but be wary that they're trying, they might be trying to manipulate the generosity and people trying to be supportive of developers and their family. And they might be leeching off of this. So just, just be wary. Like I said, I didn't read the article yet, so I can't make any real claims, but I don't trust them to begin with. And this is, this is not a great sign. Definitely, man. I hear you. So that's a good warning, listener. Yeah. Um, I guess I oh. can wrap it up for the news. One or is thing. there one more? Okay. Yeah. What's yeah. up? It was a little older, so I forgot about it. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, the first one I've played a ton of, and I still haven't gotten out of the tutorial area, but I fucking love that game. And it's got, uh, it's still in early access. So right now it's only like $45 on Steam at least. Um, but it's got like a D&D mode where it's just, this is the closest to like a D&D video game people are going to get. And it's, amazing and it looks great uh they want to have full voice acting for all of the characters in the game like all 1200 characters that's stupidly ambitious yeah that's I don't ridiculously know ambitious especially for a game that's not even out yet so i know i think some of the main characters have voice acting right now in early access and i think a ton of the side characters don't but to claim that you want to do this and people are buying the game. Like, this makes me, you know, sure, they can aim for this. But I, I, I makes me question it when it's, they're still taking people's money while in development. And this could take months, a year maybe, to get all of this voice acting done and implemented. And it could delay the game that much more. When I don't think you really need to hear the hobo on the side of the street that talks to you for five seconds and then never again. Like, I don't, I don't need that voice line. I can just walk by. Yeah. So I I really like the game, what I've seen so far. I really like the first one. I think the studio is great and stuff, but this really makes me just go, come on, guys, just finish the fucking game. Like, don't get cocky just because you've gotten some, a lot of money in early access. Don't get greedy with it. So Yeah, absolutely. Ho- hopefully that doesn't backfire on them. That's all I got. <laughs> Well then, let's uh, wrap this one up with a game of game or no game. Alright, so we're playing Game or No Game. I got a handful of games. Let's see what you think of them. Let's start off with a game called Awkward Todd. 
<laughs> Sounds like a game Mark would make. Uh, no. That's a game, and it's <laughs> actually worth your time and attention. It's pretty funny. I think I saw uh, a little bit of gameplay. It was a while back, though, so I don't really recall exactly what it was, but it was like a sprite-style, like, 2D kind of weird game where you're tied and you're just awkward as fuck and avoiding people, and it's really kind of hilarious. Uh, deserving of my time and attention is up for debate. Uh, true. Uh, so is this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Let's see. So that's a actual game. What do you think of a game called Surf World Series? Oh god. That sounds That sounds like a product tie-in and there's so many bad ones of those. I'm going to say no. That's a game. Uh god and damn it. it looks kind of interesting. I mean, if you're into surf games, I don't know how many are out there for you, so here's one to check out. What about Celebrity Shootout? <sighs> Once again, that could be a time with like some sort of celebrity game show thing. Uh, I've been wrong every time so far. Let's go with yes. It's a no. <laughs> gonna keep the, oh, gonna man. keep that track record going to me yeah. being wrong. <laughs> yeah, just go with whatever you don't think it is. Um, what do you think of a game called Kitten Squad? Uh, I want to say yes. So I'm gonna say no. It's a yes. Oh man, backfire on you. This is why I hate this game. Bad rule. I I always do worse when I'm by myself. In the end, it's a true and false quiz, and you're just wrecking it. Um, Speaking of wrecking things, uh, what do you think of a game called Wreck the Party? Uh, I know there's a few games like that, but they're not called that. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. Oh, my God. That's a game. Yeah, that actually looks pretty fun. Uh. I only got a couple more for us. Let's see here. Uh, Rex Nebular and the Cosmic Gender Bender. What? <laughs> uh, oh. Um. Yes, it's like a super meme game from 1992. It's actually what? a DOS game. Yeah, dude, it's fucking weird. I'll repeat it for anyone who's like, "What the hell?" I gotta write that one down. Yeah. Rex Nebular and the Cosmic Gender Bender. Look it up, folks. We're not fucking and kidding. That was a game. Um, what do you oh, think of a game fuck. called Everybody's Golf? Everybody's Golf. <laughs> not everyone play golf. <laughs> not everyone's having fun. Everyone is golf. You are now sentient golf. Uh, no. It's a game and it's super popular, Brand. Like, I don't know if it's a PS4 exclusive, but I want to play it so badly. Like, it is extremely popular. I've heard a lot of, like, Huge game gaming podcasts be like all they're playing is everybody's golf. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, For people who are into like hot shots and shit, like this is your next step up, dude. Like, I'm really interested. Um, everybody's golf, formerly known in North America as Hot Shots Golf. There you go. Yeah. What? I don't know. Golfing games are weird, like weirdly popular. Gol- I think golfing video games are more popular than golf is. It, absolutely. It's for some reason it's like way less uh hot and boring. Um, it's it's all the fun of hitting it without having to walk up to the ball and like catch it. Like, yeah, no exercise. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, all right, I got let's say four more. Uh, what do you think of a game called Windjammers? That's absolutely a game. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were aware of it. Yeah, then yeah. I'm not going to even count that. Yeah, that's a game. What? Uh, no, no, uh, no. Give I, me that I, point. As far as out of the four ones I have left, no, I do count okay. it as you getting it right. My mistake. So I still got four left. 
let's go with Realms of the Haunting. Mm, there's so many bad horror video. There's so many bad horror. Period. Like the horror genre is oversaturated with just bad shit in every medium. No, I'm gonna say no. It's a game, and it's from '96, and it looks horrible. If you just want to literally yeah. know what a bad trip is, just watch the <laughs> fucking trailer for this game. It is just terrible. Like it's just completely unpleasant, and I don't know why anyone would want to play that game. But maybe back then it was enticing. Last three here. Uh, what do you think of a game called Harvester? Yes, I feel like I've seen it recently. Yeah, it is. Well, it's not recent. It, this is also no. from '96, but the description is the most violent adventure game of all time comes to Steam, and it just looks like a gory, weird game from '96. I mean, the graphics aren't great. I'm not interested, but it's a game. Oh, it's, it's a. I forget what it's called. FMV. Yes, absolutely. It's like yes. Real people, like footage, and then it's just like awfully spliced over top of like bad graphics. And it's same exact thing art. with Realms of the Haunting, actually. I wonder of if the, it the, is. that was by the same people or something because it's like same year, same similar style. Um, oh, yeah, bad games, people. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of a game called Lethal Llama 2? Uh, people like to meme with llamas. It's, it's a big joke on the internet. A big dumb animal. Um, no, it's a no. And our last final game. What do you think of Shrek Tactics? It's never ogre. <laughs> God. God knows I want it to be. <laughs> um, the question is, I don't think it's an officially licensed Shrek game. I think it might be a fan made one, but I'm gonna say yes. It's a no, but that's oh. that was actually fan submitted. But that's how we play game or no game. That's tricky. I've seen so much horrifying Shrek stuff on the internet that I don't know what to believe anymore with that That's fucking, fucking series. Fantastic. Um, thanks to Chiz for that submission. God, fuck you, Chiz. <laughs> that was a great episode. Let's wrap this one up with some plugs. Where can our listeners find you, Bren? I'm on Twitter, ABTS Brandon. I don't know, maybe this weekend I'll stream some Nier Automata, which will be too late for anyone listening to this. I'll be tuning in. I gotta check that shit out. Uh, I will actually have to see if my computer will work with it, because apparently it's not super well optimized. That's right. So Good luck. There might be some troubleshooting with that. Uh, and you can find me on my other podcast, uh, Tip and Tazies, where I'm just going around knocking over daisies, but I talk with a speech impediment. God damn it. Tip and Tazies. Coming to the Almost Better Network soon. Uh <laughs> And listener, if you like our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. Speaking of our Twitch channel, uh, I stream every Tuesday and Thursday over at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And 8 right now. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, I, we're getting, we're experimenting with, uh, recording live and like, uh, presenting it so we can have people hang out and chat while we do this. So it's fun. Well, we might continue to do it. Um, and yeah, listener, uh, check out the network. If you're into podcasts that, if you like our podcast, you might like some of the other ones on our, sh- our network. Uh, we got 
One Track Gamers, Press Continue Podcast, Dumbbells and Dragons, Erie Canal Theater, uh, Almost Better Than Dragons, our D&D show, uh, trying to get that one back off the ground because lots of time in between those episodes. So sorry about that. Anyone who's a oh, big yeah. fan. I know Chiz is really into that show. But uh, we will be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. See you then. See you.